Ladies and cool Asian people, Andy here, day 201 of the Inner Winner Show. I just finished a kick-ass interview with Sigma, who came on the podcast quite a long time ago. It was about five months ago that he first came on. He was my second guest. I think it was episode number 24. So a lot has changed in those five months. I'm a lot better at podcasts. He's a lot better at being interviewed for podcasts. And he's actually made quite a few changes um, in terms of his self-improvement, making money, And we had a really, really, really good chat. It ended up being a really kick-ass chat. We talked a ton about money, about whether or not you believe you deserve to make a ton of money. If you're in a poorer country, how you can build the digital nomad life, which is what he's currently doing, how you can get laid, whether or not you should put getting laid or making money as your number one goal, how to deal with COVID because the country that he's in has very fucking severe lockdowns. And we talked a bunch of other things. So great interview. Definitely listen to it. I think you guys are going to like this one. What's been happening? Oh, man. Like, I think your forum has been like one of my second, uh, one of my main online hangouts recently. Mm. Ever since I started logging and I like, I've been logging and I've been helping out other people too. Mm. It's been a slow ride. Uh, It's been a slow ride for getting laid. For you or for the forums? No, no, for me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed or anyone noticed, but from August till December, I was logging almost the same thing every week. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like, that's how it goes sometimes, dude. Like, it is like a grind sometimes. It's not always sexy. It looks sexy. Like, if you look at my story and shit and everything I have on my website, you think like, oh, wow, look at Andy. He's done like threesomes. He's done this. He's done that. But like, the majority of it is really boring. Like, if you go and read my log on Good Looking Loser, most of it's really fucking boring, dude. It's like, hey, I went out today, I got rejected a ton. Hey, I went out again today, I got rejected some more. Like, 90% of what's on there is boring. So right right now, like, most of it is really, how can I say it? It's really boring. And because I was, like, learning, in the process, I was learning some tools along the way. And... Mm -hmm. How can I say this? I had to like Google up some shit and most of the time it took a really, really long time. Like what stuff? What are you talking about here? Give me specifics. Uh, hmm. So. Cause you're still, wait, 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 wait. Like take a back step, take a back step. You're still working on getting laid, right? But like every time I go and check your log, you're like, do I do money? Do I do getting laid? It's like, you're getting pulled between both of them. Yeah, I think what I'm doing right now is, uh, so I guess what I'm doing right now is, it's kind of like making money is like my main thing, but I make it a point to at least meet one girl a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's how I've been doing. So so after work, I get, I work on my money stuff, but I make sure, I make sure that I, like, I swipe, I swipe in my online profile, online dating profile every now and then. So that every time it's Saturday, I'll do my best to meet at least one girl. So is money like your main priority? And you're saying girls is kind of like the second priority. Like you're keeping it ticking over in the yeah. background. Yeah. Yeah, it's ticking over the background. I don't have something I don't have something going on like, oh, I need to like get laid a hundred times, like a thousand times. Me me basically my main goal is just ah, okay, I'm I need to work on money. Mm-hmm. But 
just need uh, okay. There's some girls along in the background that I can meet up. Because if I don't, I'm gonna go crazy. Yeah. And I guess do, while doing uh, while progressing through my logs, I I realize that going I can't I can't really go all in on girls if I don't have any money. I think AGF mentioned it once. Now you can go you can go about it any other other way you want. But I read somewhere he said that. He, he mentioned that money was his limiting factor in his life. And mm. once I read that, I, I guess I decided, okay, looks like I'm going to be going for money then. But I but to make it a healthy compromise, I need to meet at least one girl every week or every two weeks so that I won't be, become this antisocial guy yeah. that doesn't go out and just thinking about money all the time. Yeah. Because that's what I that was what I was back in university. I was super, I was the super one-track mind dude mm. who, I was the one-track mind dude who just spent all his time studying. And on top of that, well, cost me getting laid. And now, I guess if I'm working on a goal, I cannot go about it without meeting any girls. Doubly yeah. so, even, yeah, even during the pandemic, it's worse. But thankfully, I found a way. I find a way to at least sneak out of the house, meet some girls. Some, some I got laid. Some I, some just made out. Some they jacked me off. Some they gave me a blowjob. Dude, I haven't like nobody says jack me off here. That's like I love that that saying. But like, take a step back for a second. Like, you know where I stand on this in terms of priorities. Like I always tell people, like, make your sex like handle your sex life first, and then do your career second. I think the the thing that I'll I'll add in is it's not like you're not doing anything with getting laid. Cause the reason we give that advice, like you know the advice everywhere from me, from even like Chris, you know the general mm-hmm. advice is like, oh dude, you gotta like focus on getting laid first and then career. The reason we say that is because most people, when they focus on their career, they don't do what you're doing. They will focus a hundred percent on career and they won't even talk to girls. They'll just like ignore girls. It's like they're using it as an excuse not to talk to girls. You're doing the opposite. Like you're still getting laid. And so at some point I'd like you to get to a point and I'm sure you want to as well, where you can focus and prioritize like getting laid. But at the moment, as long as you're doing something, which like you're the definition of just like shut up and keep doing things in the background. Like I I haven't seen you ever take a break as long as you're doing that. Like you'll get to where you want to go. Cause how old are you? You're like 21. No, I'm 25 now. Why did I think you were 21? Why did I think you were 21? Yeah, maybe. That'll Asians be a compliment. Don't... Bro, that'll be a compliment when you're like 50. Yeah, I know. Asians don't age, bro. Asians go from like, you look like you're 20, and then all of a sudden you look like an Asian grandma. Like, you just, there's only ah, those yeah, yeah. two, I know, right? I know that it's a meme. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that meme. Yeah. yeah, so right now, yeah, I'm 25. And part of me, ever since I hit 25 at November, I started freaking out a lot more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you're getting close to that midlife crisis. I had one at like 28. I had like a big midlife crisis. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm old. Like, I'm going to die when I'm 30. Like, I won't be able to get laid. You'll find as you get towards 30, like, you just stop giving a shit. Like, by the time you hit 30, you'll be like, why the fuck did I think that 30 was old? Like, this isn't old at all. This is like the best time to be alive. Like, like, trust me on that. Trust. I know you don't feel like it now, but like, you absolutely will when you're 30. You're like, oh, this is all right. Yeah. Because I, yeah, I already told you, for tw- from 22 or 23 
24 and midway to 34 I didn't do anything and yeah. thankfully, thankfully I thankfully I found your forums and everyone kicked me asked into gear to do something they did like everyone yelled at you so much bro everyone was like stop posting threads stop writing bullshit actually take action I can remember that at the start and you were like okay like finally you were like okay I'm gonna do it I remember yeah, that period it, of time it was the time where I, I said fuck it I don't know what's yeah. going I don't know what which direction I'm going, and I guess I just downloaded Tinder, Bumble, and I mm -hmm. learned and I done bought a course in web design and did everything, did everything, mm. and now you see me logging around. And to be fair, I listened to one of your podcasts that said if you don't want to be depressed, you need to do something, at least anything. Yeah, just do something to distract yourself. Yeah, yeah, and ever like since keep I busy. Did, ever since I did something. I realized that when I downloaded Bumble and Tinder, I actually realized I'm one of the better looking guys around there. Although I look too good. I look too. Yeah. Nice. I think you got to throw in a little more like edge and sex appeal. You'll get there, dude. Like you just have to keep going to the gym, gain some muscle. And then it's like a confidence thing. It's like, you don't have permission. Like you right now haven't given yourself permission to dress like edgy and to look sexy and all that. Cause you're like, that's like, I, I don't feel like that guy. Like I can yeah. do that. I can put BDSM pictures, right? But like when you first start doing it, it's really terrifying, man. It's like you have to fake it till you make it. You have to just force yourself. You have to just take like a sexy picture of yourself or like an edgy picture or like like a bad boy picture. You know what I'm talking about. You have to just do it yeah. and like upload that photo and then kind of just like close your eyes and be like, oh my God, I hope nobody tells me that I look like a try hard. Like you just have to like take a leap of faith, man. And like over time you build that confidence and you get to a point like, trust me, in two years time, We'll look back and we'll have a conversation and you'll be like, why was I ever scared to look like a bad boy? Like, why was I trying so hard to like fit in? Like, why did I care? But that's like a process that you have to go through. I, I, I can't tell you, or I can tell you, I could tell you right now, go out and take 10 edgy pictures and like, you'll do it and you'll just like, you'll feel like a faker, like an idiot. It, it does take your, your self-esteem a little time to catch up, like your confidence a little time to catch up. So like, keep doing what you're doing. Basically, you're on the right path. Yeah. I think I posted a few pictures on on the forum asking for advice from people, and they told me that at least look a, a bit a lot better. I don't know if you've seen yeah. that post. Yeah, no, I have. I've been looking through. I looked through like yesterday to go, kind of catch up. Yeah, yeah. Like I guess I, I I consider myself such such a stupid ass guy when it comes to like fashion because. <laughs> I mean, for engineers, coders, and... Yeah, bro. I mean, my forums attracts that. You know that. You know, like, half the people on my forums are just, like, we're the biggest fucking nerds. We have, like, no fashion sense. Like, you should have seen the shit that I wore. Like, go back and look at my thread on Good Looking Loser. I was wearing, like, such trash. I dressed like a fucking Asian K-pop dude. Like, honestly, <laughs> I probably... Bro, I look like a fucking K-pop star or something. I used to just wear... I, I would buy my clothes from Korea and China. Like literally I would buy clothes from like Asia, from Chinese and Korean stores because I, I just like that fashion and I would just dress like a K-pop star and I'd walk around like a K-pop star. Uh, I, mean, I think in your like proof, your proof page and some of your posts. Yeah. And you look very different right now. Yeah. One, like one of the biggest help, one of the biggest help in fashion I've received was like radicals. He runs hatfish.com, right? Yeah. Thehatfish.com. Yeah, thehatfish.com. Yeah, he, he, he tried to buy hatfish.com 
and like it's taken by this like weird phishing website and so we had this big long conversation we're like how can we get that website you got to steal that website so he ended up just settling on like the anyway that's a yeah. random side note <laughs> so he he had he released a guide there that's basically yeah. like fashion for like dummies for guys yeah and it's like super dead simple i guess and basically i needed to buy like dark jeans light mm-hmm. jeans a white white and black plain shirt some some outerwear like jackets, bomber jackets, mm-hmm. other jackets, and like Stan Smiths. And right now I've got like I think five, four or five out of the eight stuff that he recommends. And yeah, my my God, I look so much better. I guess yeah, I don't look. I look less like a good boy now. I I added some edge to my looks, although I don't consider like I need to like find a way to lose the glasses. I need to find a way to get more muscle too. Yeah. And well, you know how to gain muscle. You go to the gym, dude. You don't have to find a way. You just have to go to the gym. Yeah. Actually, ever since like I started buying those clothes, I also met this dude in like, I don't, you're part of that chat group too, right? The, Uh, not, not the one that you're talking about. I know which one you're talking about. I'm not in there now. No, but I know which one you mean. It's like a chat group of, of dudes from my forums and from good looking loser. Yeah. Yeah. So right now there's this one dude, like, I guess uh, I told them I was finally serious in getting, getting like losing weight and gaining muscle mass. And then one of the dudes right there, he messaged me, uh, he gave me like a straight up guide. I messaged him and right now he's the one helping me, to at least helping me in the, helping me in my get fitness journey too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So right now, like I told him, like okay, I know zero things about fitness. I know zero things about nutrition. And he said, like okay, shut up. I I wrote this for someone else, for one of my friends. You follow it too. And I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Okay, I'm gonna do this. And right now, I'm still in the process of make it like I'm still in the process of setting up my meals to what he what he laid out in the guide. Mm-hmm. But I'm there. One of the things he uh, he basically said that you need to he wants to at least know the exact calories you need to eat every day for you to lose weight. He gave me like a straight up guide. Like he said that you need to eat eight eggs, jasmine rice, chicken breast, beef sirloin, and then broccoli. I was able to finally get through like get the chicken breast and broccoli, uh, chicken breast and rice down. I'm still finding a way to like really adapt my meals to what he mentioned. And yeah. I've learned one thing about, about, on that process too. Like <laughs> I realized how much, for some reason, it's weird that your identity is much more tied to what you eat than what you think. Explain. As, as an Asian, like, I guess you've always oh, okay. grown- yeah. As an Asian, I don't think it's just Asians, but it's more of a force of habit in general. You you eat. There's always this. You have this blueprint of what you eat, mm-hmm. and once you try to switch that up, especially since I have I'm not preparing my own meals yet. My mom's the one that's doing that, since I'm still living at home. So right now, I like I told her like, hey, I. I have this goal this year that I want to get fit. I want to look better and I need your help too. 
And I, <laughs> I, I didn't show her the guide, but I slowly showed her some of the things I want to like change in my meals. I did the same thing here at around June, but I met a lot of resistance back then. Maybe because she doesn't want to like change things up a lot. But yeah, that happens a lot. That happened with freaking radical. He was telling me like at Christmas or he has like a family habit where they eat like a certain meal all the time. And he had to like, yeah, his mom like several times, like, I'm really sorry. Like I can't eat that meal with you. And like, yeah, it's because like food is like a, a like a social thing, especially you know Asian cultures, bro. Like fucking hell, if you tell your mom like I don't like your food, like that's how she'll take it. If you say, hey, I want to eat different food, she's gonna be like, well, what's wrong with my food? And you're like, no, your food is good, but like, I want to be a fucking buff dude. Come on, mom, like your son yeah. has to get laid. I need some pussy. Just if you explain to her, if you just say, mom, I need some pussy, she'll be like, oh, okay, I get it, it's fine. You just got to explain that to her. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I, I Would still your mom have a listen to that conversation? Do you, I'm not do you ever really talk sure to your, your parents about girls? I don't mean saying like, I want pussy. No. But like, you know, do you talk about like, I want a girlfriend or I want a date or, I, you know, I want to socialize. Like, do you ever have that kind of conversation? I like, have that women. kind of conversation. I have a conversation like that. Like, I want a girlfriend. I want to date. Yeah. But I, yeah. I don't tell them I want to get laid. <laughs> Yeah, no, fine, fine. Like, I even I don't fucking say to my parents, I want to get laid. I just, I call it, like, dating. Yeah. Yeah. And just just a little, just a little tidbit about Chinese culture. Chinese culture especially is huge, like, a big part of the culture is also food. Mm. Because, yeah, one part of the culture is, other cultures say, like, if you're going to meet someone, you ask them, oh, hey, how are you doing? Chinese people say, oh, let's talk it over dinner or like lunch. Mm. And you go to a restaurant and you order food. So that one, that's that's why like, I guess food is super tied into like Chinese culture. And I'm trying to find a way to skirt over that. But as of now, while it's, during, while it's still the pandemic and we still don't go out often, I'm trying to maximize as much time as I can mm. to at least get my meals right. Mm. As in, do you mean like, in a dating sense, like do girls expect when you go on a date, like, oh, we have to go and have lunch or something or like, no, can, can you say like, let's grab a drink or let's grab a fucking, I don't know, a bubble tea or something. Like, can you say that and they're fine with it or is yeah, it like a food culture? Okay. They're, they're fine with it. What I mean is basically if it's like a long last relative, a uh, long time, if it's been a long time since you've met a relative or if it's like a business, it's a business partner or how can I say it? You get my idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A stranger, but if it's a if it's girls, it's totally fine if you say just coffee, bubble tea, or whatnot. Yeah, but yeah, I I sense that once I grow older and that becomes more of the norm, it's going to be a bigger challenge to like maintain to maintain. How can I say this? Maintain your fitness, especially with all the eating you're going to do. I mean, you say that now, like it. You say it'll be harder. It'll be easier because you would have built a habit. Uh, it's like brushing your teeth right now isn't that hard because you've done it for like you know 25 years but the first couple of times you did it it was hard as hell so yeah yeah. you'll get more pressure and stuff but at that point you just be like well i've been sticking to this diet for like 10 years like you can't you can't make me i remember when i was a little kid right my my nana as in my grandmother she was always on this like she just had like a diet that she stuck to and she stuck to it like the entire time i knew her and i can remember there was one time where i was eating some like candy like some some 
I can't remember what it was. It was like hard candy or something. It was really nice and I was eating it. And I kept trying to make her have one. I kept saying like, these taste amazing. Like, please, grandma, please eat one. And she was just like stubborn as hell. She's like, no, thank you. Like, I'm not going to eat it. And I just kept saying like, I was a little fucking shit, man. For like 10 (laughs) minutes, I was like, please. I was like emotionally blackmailing her. I don't know why I cared so much, but like in my head, in my child mind, I was like, grandma, please, you have to have one of these lollies. And for like 10 minutes, she was just like, no. And like, I remember asking her about that like years later when I was older. I was like, do you remember the time when I like bullied you into eating like candy? And she's like, uh, not really. And so like I explained it and she said like, oh, no, nothing you could have said would have made me because like I've stuck to my diet for the last like 30 years. Like this is how I eat. Like you couldn't make me break a 30 year habit. And so yeah. it'll probably be the same for you by that time. Like, yeah, you'll have all the pressure, but like you'll be this big giant bodybuilder guy and like no one's really going to argue with you at that point. You can yeah. beat them up. Thankfully, like I, people say that when you eat chicken breast, they, they say it sucks because it's dry and whatnot. But I realized- Not if you cook when, it well, if you cook it well. Yeah. But I realized when my mom made it, when she added like white pepper or something, it tastes fucking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, getting fit just got a whole lot easier. Yeah. Like, and, and that's a really good point, dude. Like, especially with eating. If you're going to stick to like a meal plan, like some people when they eat or when they're, they're gaining weight, they do what you're doing or when they're losing weight, they stick to like a meal plan. They say, I have to eat these foods. That's one way of doing it. Other people, you know, they eat, they say, I have to eat this many calories. I can eat whatever I want. That's another way of doing it. If you're doing your way, you have to like find ways to cheat. Like you have to find like amazing sources that taste really good that don't have too many calories or whatever. Or you have to find like spices. You have to go and like research different spices. There's one called... Uh, I think it's called Sumac, S-U-M-A-C. I think that's what it's called. Might be called that or Sujak. I'm going to look it up. That tastes like fucking amazing. Yeah, it's called Sumac, S-U-M-A-C. That was one of the ones uh-huh. that I found. I think it comes from India. And it tastes like amazing. It tastes like this this really strong, like flowery kind of spice. And I used to put that on chicken and steak. Like that was how I lost a ton of weight. Like little spices like that. You go and find like different spices or like you said, pepper for chicken. Like you find ways to make it taste amazing because this isn't supposed to be torture. I think that's the main point that like most bodybuilders don't get across to people. They say like you got to eat chicken and broccoli and rice and they don't really give a shit how it tastes. And like you're not going to stick to a habit if it's not fun. Like you want to make it as fun as possible. You shouldn't be playing this on, on hard mode. So I'm really happy that you found some spices. Like keep experimenting with that stuff. Make this as, as tasty as it possibly can be so you're more likely to stick to it. Yeah. And continue on the topic of habits. I guess as ever since our last conversation with regards to uh, ever since our last conversation, our last podcast, my mindset's been slowly changing with regards mm-hmm. to the pandemic too. I guess I've read somewhere that it's, it's like being akin to being in prison. Okay, it sounds negative, but let me explain. You, some prisoners, they end up they end up in prison as like big fat slobs, and someone someone who just doesn't know, someone who who just steals, who has a ton of bad habits, who doesn't know how to like inter- interact with other people and whatnot. Now, like there's a small there's a subset of prisoners when they leave prison. They've learned this. They've learned the skill. They know how. They they get along with other people better because yeah. 
That's what you should be doing if you're in prison. If there's anyone in prison yeah. right now listening to this, I doubt there is. Like you should be using it as self-improvement. Like that's your chance yeah. to like be a better person while you're in there. Yeah, learn a skill. They know how to yeah. get along with other prisoners. They're mm-hmm. fit as fuck. They're, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you, know, you, you know what I mean right now. That kind of yeah. prisoner. I'm starting to think of pan- the, the COVID-19 pandemic as that kind of prison where like for the first six months, I've been bitching and whining about it until like, okay, I found your forums. Everyone kicked my ass into the gears and said, like, fucking do something. And I yeah. Did. And now, like, you know, I, I guess it's one, it's a nice thing too that there aren't any job, like, it's my job applications took quite a while to like respond to me. I can't go out. I can't talk to people. Like, I miss talking to people, but I can't do as much yet. I can't meet a lot of girls yet, although I am trying my best as, mm-hmm. as I am now. But I guess it's that factor of not having anything else to do that forces you into self-improvement yeah and yeah that's one thing that i've started that's i'm starting to change the way i think about the pandemic right now and i'm right now even though i still procrastinate quite a lot i still do my best to make the most out of it so that once it lifts i have a running start when things get back to normal yeah another way of looking at it is you know, you're going to be stuck in lockdowns and all that kind of nonsense and people wearing masks and all that shit for like, we don't know how long, right? So you can either keep waiting. Like I remember at the start of the pandemic, like back in February last year, I had, or March last year, I had a couple of people, like I had a couple of coaching clients that stopped seeing me entirely, like guys who had like a lot of mental issues and stuff that they really needed to work on that we were working through. And they said like, oh, well, what's the point in seeing you for coaching if I can't talk to girls? And I was like, man, there's like 10 million things you need to be doing right now. It doesn't, girls don't even matter. Like you need to be working on your mental stuff with me. You need to be going to the gym. You need to be lifting weights, like all that kind of stuff. And so many people, I think, took a break from self-improvement during the the lockdowns and just never like, because the lockdowns extended so much and all this crap has gone on for so long now, it's been like a year and a, a it will be a year soon. Yeah, month, it, it will, will be, be a, a year. year. Yeah. And so there are still people that haven't come back to the self-improvement. Like they're, oh they're just God. waiting. There's a ton of people like that. And like if, you've, if you're listening to this and you're in that position where you feel like hopeless or you feel depressed or you feel like what's the point or you think like I'll just wait until lockdowns end and everything's back to normal. It's like you don't know how long that's going to be. It's already been a year. You need to be doing something with this time. That was one of the first articles I wrote. I think that was my first COVID article. I said like you need to make the most of this time. Like yeah, this is – it's an opportunity in a way. I know that that's a, a weird thing to say when you have like a lot of stuff that's been taken away from you, but you have to look at it in terms of like, okay, what can I do right now with the time I have? Like, this hasn't been fun for me. I've talked a bunch about my depression, about my fucking alcoholism. I'm two months sober now, so, you know, I'm happy about that. But like, I was fucking suicidal for a while there. I talked about that in a couple of podcasts. Like, that wasn't fun. But every day I'd have to wake up and say like, okay, I don't have any rights. I can't go outside. Like we had really bad lockdowns. We literally couldn't go outside for more than one hour a day. Like I had all that fucked up stuff. And I was like, what can I do in my house right now? Like, and there's always, as we said to you on the forums, I remember we said it, there's always something you can do. Yeah. It's not ideal. It's not fun. You're probably going to be depressed. You're probably going to hate it, but like you still need to do something. And so I, I will say, I'm really proud of you that you've been doing shit. Like I am genuinely proud of you 
You haven't been a pussy. You haven't left. You stuck in there. So good job, dude. Yeah, and I also noticed some people also left them. Okay, never never mind. I've also met ever since like I've had that kind of mindset. Yeah, I told you that I'm starting to meet girls right now. Yeah, I'm starting to like talk to other people too. I it's embarrassing to admit that I took a break from self improvement for one and a half fucking years. I was already already on this train, and I guess I took a break from it when I was bumming around. Now when like now when I is even though I'm not doing engineering, I'm learning something new. I'm I'm talking like I'm finally finding my footing with girls again, mm. and re re realizing that I'm one of the better looking guys out there, thankfully. So I don't I don't I don't have to work as much on my looks as others, but I need more edge. And when I talk to girls, some of them would when I ask them, okay, what? gets you excited. Well, this is one of the things that I ask girls, even if it's just like a casual relationship. Mm. Or is it, if I say I want something casual up front, I still make the effort to talk to them. Like, what gets you excited? Like, what do you do in free, free time? What are you learning? And usually they say like, oh, I watch Netflix. I watch yeah, bro. TV series. Or I'm not doing anything because like COVID locked us. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, you, you yeah. could like do something else welcome to my world dude like that's the answer that i get with half the girls now too yeah yeah especially like, during really bad lockdowns yeah it's like what are you doing it's like nothing and you're like but like you have all this free time like aren't you doing anything no no why don't you learn a new skill or like paint or like learn art or something it's like no I'm just gonna watch netflix yeah. yeah so right now during the lockdowns i'm learning web design mm-hmm. and like because AGF like taught, told me like, hey, this this is the path I took to like become this online business owner who travels around. I was like, fuck it, like I, I don't know where this is gonna lead me, but I'll 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 do my best to follow your steps. And once I learned web design, holy shit! Even though it's su- I guess it's such an underrated skill, and I think we're in like, it's like this period of learning web design is very unique mm. because you could designing really good websites without touching code yeah yeah and for sure so, man. yeah yeah and there and you, there's also some tools that allows you to build more complex websites and there's some even there's some i had some free clients back then right mm-hmm. yeah you yeah. did some pro bono work to like get yeah. some like a resume to build up your own resume kind of thing like build up a portfolio yeah so right now I finished four of them. One of them drop, dropped off, as I said in my log. But, mm-hmm. And I'm still not proud that I haven't made any money yet. But it's really fulfilling when I get back to them. One of them said that, hey, because of your website, my, uh, I didn't do any extra work, but my sales increased 5%. I was like, yo, that's pretty neat. And then the second one, when I made them a website, I think this gravy train, because he was one of my clients that I made a free mm-hmm. website. He's, he told, I saw that he's getting more inquiries in from my website. And I said that, holy shit, he's getting some increase on autopilot. Because he used to like dial, like he used to like outreach pretty manually back then. Mm-hmm. And then starting to get some clients auto, uh, auto, in an automated way. Although he's moved on to like bigger, bigger clients, but I was glad I was able to help him out with there, uh, out in the middle of his journey. Mm-hmm. And then another one i was able to she's in the middle of closing a deal that cost like 
two uh like two thousand US dollars a year. Like if you don't know like that's holy shit, that's how can I say this? That's really big money, especially here. Mm. And uh, I don't I really don't know how to explain Philippine economics in this podcast. No, 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 bro. Like I get Philippine like there's fucking you know, like people use Filipino VAs and stuff because they cost so little. It's like $3 an hour and stuff like that. I've looked into all this myself. Yeah. So how much do you usually pay a VA every month? I don't I don't have a VA, but I know that most like VAs, I know a few friends who use VAs and they just pay them per hour, like $3 an hour, um, per three hour. US dollars an hour. Okay. So like the- So that's going to be like 60 bucks a week. So like, you know, 250 a month. So think like, it's like, 20, 20 times the minimum wage. That's like fucking big yeah. money. When I heard yeah. that, I was like, that's amazing. And then one more, the, my last client, I was able to help them increase uh, inquiries in Messenger by 70%. I was like, holy shit. Like when, once I, when I started out, I really did not know what kind of effect I'm going to be having on their business when I made a website. And now once, like, once I made them a website, and mad props to AGF for like helping me out for six fucking months. I had a shit. Yeah, he's a good dude. He's a good dude. Yeah. Even though until up to this day, I still feel very bad for like asking help from him, but he's very nice answering my questions. And with his advice, I mean, people are pretty like, happy to give advice, dude. Like, I think you forget that giving advice is a two way street, right? Like, how many people do I give advice to? I don't do that because like I'm a good person, I do that because it feels nice for me. So, so I'm yeah. not saying that he's not a good person, but like, d- don't look at it like you feel bad for him. You specifically use the phrase, I feel bad for him. Don't. He's getting something out of it. Otherwise, he wouldn't be doing it. But like, yeah. you're helping him. Here, here's what I would say. And here's what Gravy Train has said multiple times to people. If you listen to advice and follow through on it, you have no fucking idea how rewarding that is. If I give advice and somebody follows through on it, you have no idea how good that feels for me. If you don't follow through on it, I think, oh, well, fuck him, you know. But when you follow through, that that like strokes our ego. It makes us feel better. We're like, wow, like we feel validated. We feel like our advice is good. Like you actually do help the person that's giving you advice if you follow through on their advice. You have no idea how like nice it is to give advice and someone listens to it and does it. Makes you feel really, because you feel like you shared in their journey. If you go and become rich, AGF will be like, fuck, like that's part of my journey as well. Like I helped him. Like we did that together, so to speak. Like he still did the work. You did the work, but like you get to share in that. So yeah, don't feel bad. Please don't feel bad that he's giving you advice. I guess I've hung around the space of internet marketers for a while that I, I just got pretty used to like seeing people charge for advice, but yeah, following through his advice has helped my free clients massively. It's like, it feels really rewarding when something you make, something you'll make actually has an effect on their business. But now you so, know what the next step is, dude. The next step is you charging money. Like you gotta, you gotta basically, because that will be a confidence thing. You have to ask for money now. Like, oh yeah, I I was about to like type this onto the forums. I, I was supposed to log in, log in, and say like I'm because right now I still feel very, very nervous and charging money for real. So so charge really small. This is a really like good conversation. I'm glad you brought this up. This is exactly how I felt when I first started coaching. I was charging about fifteen dollars an hour for my first coaching sessions. And those coaching sessions would go over time. Like it wouldn't be an hour. It'd be like an hour and a half. I'd put like two hours worth of work 
beforehand, writing notes, preparing, making sure I was ready. So it was like four or five hours, probably four hours worth of work for like $15 US. And then over time, what you would do is you'll get to a point where that doesn't feel good anymore. Like I got to a point where if I had a coaching call with someone for $15, I'd feel very like, like I was getting used. I'd feel a little bitter. I'd feel a little bit resentful. I'd feel like this isn't fair. I'm changing this guy's life and I only get $15 out of it. That's not fair. And when you first start feeling that feeling, you go like, oh shit, okay, I need to put my price up. So I put my price up to $25 and then 30 and then 35. And it took me a long time to get to like $50 an hour. And I was like, okay. So it's this process of like continually putting your price up. You don't have to like, if you're nervous about charging something, charge something pathetic, man. Like charge something like $100 for a website, like $50 for a website. It doesn't matter. Just charge like something really <laughs> pathetic and then slowly increase over time. Like you don't have to be yeah. a big dick like I'm going to charge $2,000 for my website. You, you probably can't do that because you'll be too nervous and you probably fuck it up. Yeah. Like it's because too much pressure. I've read a lot of like I, I've read a lot of stuff that said that Oh, you could like earn $10,000 from a single website, but... You could, dude, it, yeah. You could. You don't believe it, it right now? You don't believe it right now, do you? That's what you're going to say. Yeah. How much, do one, I charge, I how much do I charge right now for my coaching? For the, the, the cheapest package in, on my coaching page? How much is it? Do you know? Yeah, I see near the coaching page. It's like 2000 I think it's flat out 2000 US now. The, the cheapest one is $1,000. Oh, okay. Do you think that there was ever a point in time when I first started that I, I like, I, I never would have, if you said to me, Hey dude, in two years, you're going to charge a thousand dollars. I would have said, fuck off. That's insane. No one will pay a thousand dollars. That's stupid. It's like, bro, like I get inquiries like everywhere. Like I have almost too many clients at this point in time. Like the point that I'm getting to is what you think is impossible right now is not what you're not going to, you're going to look back in two years and be like, Oh my God, I was so cute. I can't believe I did websites for free. That's adorable. What the fuck was I thinking? Like, <laughs> And that's fine. You have to build up. You have to build up that confidence to get there. But I absolutely promise you, dude, you can be charging $2,000 per website. Like if you do a good job, $2,000 is like a normal charge for a website. Like that's yeah. what you're capable of charging. And you can easily get to a point where you are you making like fucking $10,000 a month. That's not hard. You could be making $10,000 US a month. It will take you a few years yeah. to get there. I'll be honest, of course. But that's mostly because <laughs> you need to build the confidence. Like it, you could do it this year, you just don't have the confidence for it yet. Yeah. Uh, once, I, once I've gone through this journey, once I've finished my free websites and now I'm starting to like journey through be, go searching for paid projects, I'm starting to realize, shit. So this, I'm starting to understand the grind that business owners go through. Yeah, you're man. Gonna, welcome to my world, bro. <laughs> like you need to think about how you're going to be reaching out to people. You're going to mm -hmm. need to think but how you're going to be, how you're going to be, uh, how you're going to structure the client acquisition process. Mm -hmm. You're going to think about how you need to structure the sales call. You need to think about yep. proposals. You need to think about yep. deadlines and shit. Marketing. Yep. Yeah. I didn't have that kind of pressure when I was doing free websites. Yeah. Now, I was, now that I've, I've done through the free journey, I was like, shit. <laughs> and yep. I guess this is not something that can easily be. I I do my best to like log it in my log so I could at least have something to go back to. But it's not something I could easily translate to writing. That shit. I need to think about how I'm gonna reach out to them. How am I gonna reach out to this? How am I gonna like schedule everything so that everything is still profitable? 
And on top of that, how am I going to do that? Well, I'm still in my family business. And on top of that, how am I going to do that? I guess. Welcome to the world of a business owner, man. Yeah. Where it's like, you got to juggle, like, you know, I was working a full-time job where I had to commute like an hour and a half to work, like an hour and a half there and an hour and a half back. And while I was on the bus and the train, I was like writing articles for my website, booking and coaching calls, like all that kind of stuff. Like this, this is why I laugh. Like I'm sort of glad that someone else is going through this journey right now. Cause this is why I love, by the time you get to a point where you're rich, right? You are going to have haters. You need to understand that right now. I'll tell you right now, you're going to have haters and it is going to crack you up. You are going to laugh your head off when they say you don't deserve that money or when they say you're just lucky or when they're jealous, because you're going to go through years of fucking hard work to get to that point. And then they're going to come along and say like, you don't deserve that money. Anyone could do that. Anyone could build a website, bro. And you're like, I sweated for years, like, no. So that's going to, I'm telling you that's coming and that's going to be hilarious. You're going to find that really funny when you get to a point where people are like, you're lucky. And it's like, no, I'm not. Like I had to, cause I know all the shit you've gone through, dude. That, that's why I'm saying that. I know all the mental hurdles you've gone through, all the like feelings of, I don't deserve this. I can't do this. How am I supposed to build a website? I don't know the first thing about that. Like I, I understand all that kind of shit. So by the time you get to the end, it's going to be very worth it. I promise it'll be very fucking worth it. Yeah. So right now, how can I say this? I there's a shit ton I I need to learn, yeah. but I during that free website designing process I learned a shit ton too. And if it wasn't for AGF like pointing me in the right direction, I would have spent a way longer time figuring figuring things out. He's also he basically also embodies the okay, like stop talking, just do what you need to do, yeah, and yeah. build websites. And once I like sometimes when I ask, like when I ask these business owners, okay, what, what, like, what's the next step? But what if it's like this? What if it's like that? Like some of them would say, especially AGF and Gravy Train, they'd say, just shut up and do the work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And every so every time I like sometimes when there's some news in the industry that's gonna say, oh, this tool's gonna be dead. Oh, this chat marketing channel's gonna be dead. I asked, I sometimes ask them like, oh, what are you going to do next? Like they say like, we're going to figure it out. Shut yep. up and do it. Yeah. And I, love I that. guess it's pretty, it's pretty humbling because you got to understand. And I also want to add this into, you got to understand. I was the school nerd back then. I was a high achiever before I bummed out and didn't know what to do about my career. I was a high achiever and I had a habit of figuring things out myself. I regard, but the problem with that is I, it took me a lot of time. And that was some, that was one of the luxuries I had back at the university when I was still an engineering student. That of a lot of time to figure things out. But this online business journey was such a humbling experience for me mm. because I was doing my free websites. You have no idea how many questions I had to ask, for, to ask the AGF, sometimes gravy train, sometimes at a GLL group I'm part of. You have no idea how many questions I had to ask to be able to do a good job. I had a lot of times where I, had, I was uncertain as how, how things would turn out. I asked them a question and I don't know if, I, if they never answered my question. I wouldn't know if I'd be able to deliver a project properly. It was such a experience knowing that you're not the smartest person in the room. Yeah. You always have to rely to someone. Like, yeah, at one point, you will have to rely on someone to know how to do things so yeah it is i want to get to a point where 
I can make 10,000 US dollars a month working 20, 30 hours a day. Because fuck. Here, I think the best that you can get is like 2,000 US dollars a month. But that's like yeah. 60 or 60 hours a week worth of work. Yeah, and, and your, your biggest issue, man, is you're going to have to look around at all the people that are around you and you're kind of going to have to say it's going to be arrogant, but you need to do it. You're going to have to tell yourself, I need to be better than all of them, right? There, there are, people kind of do what's around them. We're, we're sheep, like we just are. We're a herd mentality. We're very social. We're like a herd mentality kind of like species. And so if you're in a place where everybody earns $500 a month or something or $300 a month, everybody else is just going to earn that same amount of money. There's no incentive yeah. to earn more. And so you have to fight yes. against that. Like you, you have to really fight against that. You have to say like, these people are happy where they are, but I can't be. Like, I want more. Yeah. And I really, like, I've noticed for the longest time, ever since I graduated from university, I've, I've heard about digital nomads. I've heard about online business mm -hmm. owners. I've yeah. heard about this. I don't know. It feels, for me, it still feels like it's like a closed community that I, I really, really want to reach out to them. You know, those online business owners that hang around in Thailand, in Bogota. Yeah. And, yep. yeah you, you've heard of those people. I'm assuming that that be, are you saying you want to meet some in person? Is that what you mean? Like, yes. Then do it, what? bro. Like the only way that you're going to do that is by reaching out to like 50 of them and a couple will say yes. Like it's just a numbers yeah. game. Yeah. One of them is AGF who I've met in your forum. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. How can I say this? I've known about his community for the longest time for two to three years. And they're like, they're basically earning like international money and just like leveraging it on like on a cheap country. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I can't, I can't really explain that to like people around me. I feel like I'm the only one who's alone, who knows that, that such a world exists. So until I guess I know that's, I knew that's what I wanted to do, but until I met AGF was when the time that I realized that shit, this community is not a dream. It's, it's fucking yeah. real. It's like, you need to meet someone to know that it's real. Yeah. To see and if someone else can do it. And once I, once I've seen him, uh, sometimes he actually shares to me like, Oh, Hey, I'm here in Thailand. This is the apartment I'm going to be staying in. Like shit. It's very inspiring. Just recently, he did, did that to me. Such a nice apartment with a nice pool. And I guess it's a reward for his hard work because I've read through his log. Yes. And he had to yes. do those $500 per, uh, $500, $500 per month months. Yes. But now he's, yeah, he's reaping the rewards. It's just very fucking inspiring. He's busy, yeah. but I want to meet him in real life and meet other online business owners in real life too. The one thing I'll say and, is provide value. That'll make it easier. Like even just something pathetic, bro. Like if there's someone, you know, in your area that you want to meet, just be like, hey man, I'll buy you a beer or let me buy you dinner. Like it's nothing, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's how you, yeah. if, you if you're saying you want to meet people, just be like, bro, let me buy you a beer, please. Like, you know. Yeah. And speaking of like providing value, one of the things that I can, one of the ways I could provide value now is maybe create a website. Mm. So if I really, really want to like meet someone, and uh, like, how can I say that? He has a big business. Maybe I could tell him like, hey, let's meet. Maybe I could like find some ways I could help your business. I've helped other people grow their business with my website. I could provide it to you for free. 
was like, uh, how can I say? It? It's one way I've known how to provide value. Mm-hmm. When I'm like learning engineering, like there's big value with me studying engineering. I won't, I won't, I won't ignore that. But when I was studying engineering, all I knew was basically how to solve problems, how to like yeah. work as an but now, like, I'm starting to think more of as an online business owner, how online marketing works. And I could, like, I guess that's one way I could provide value to people, where, uh, provide value to people if I really want to meet them. Mm-hmm. You know? And this is, and this is why self-improvement is, like, so goddamn important and so beautiful. It's, like, the further you get, you know, in terms of upgrading yourself, the more you have to offer other people. Like, if, if we get you to a point where you're rich, if you get yourself to a point where you're rich and you get laid a lot and you have a great body, like all the confidence and everything that comes from that and all the information you have to learn. Like you said before that you're, you were a dumbass when you first started like learning website design because you don't know anything. But by learning all of that, you can start to give that to other people and that's how you give value, right? Like if I sit yeah. down with people right now, there's like five different topics I can teach them about if I want to. Even just like mental health stuff, I, I'm infinitely more empathetic. I can listen to people, all that kind of stuff. You'll find as you keep improving yourself, it gets easier to network with people. And like some of the stuff that you're talking about, like, you know, I really want to meet some of these people. The further along you get in your journey, the more excited they'll be to meet you. And then this stuff just yeah. becomes easier, like over time. Yeah. He's like, AGF really has given me some really nice pointers when it comes to like starting to step into the realm of international clients. But like, I'm still, to be honest, I'm still pretty nervous when it comes to like reaching out to international clients. So AGF, I'm sorry, but I really want to step into international clients, but my confidence isn't there yet. Like, that's why I'm keeping it a bit, I'm laying a bit low. So I'm I'm still harpooning for local clients, but I'm part of this community where there's like a bunch of old school business owners who, mm-hmm. who are, who's really hustling, who really provides a good product, but they're so old school, they don't have a website. So that's simply making a website for them can greatly increase their business. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess one more thing that like, once I step into the realm of international clients, I'm really excited when I start when I start, when I'm going to step into it, because one thing I really want to do when I, while I'm still in my twenties is really go to areas where there's a lot of brain power. I don't like, you know what I mean? Some places where there's a lot of smart people, for example, yeah. San Francisco, New mm-hmm. York, London, Beijing, Shanghai. This is why I really like, I didn't admit it first when I was in the forums, when I started my online business log, but that was something that's really deep, in my, deep inside me that I really had to admit that I really wanted. I really want to travel, but not mm-hmm. just travel, really meeting people. Yeah, like networking. I, yeah. Yeah. So like meeting all, meeting different, maybe I might meet some CEOs, CTOs. And since I'm an online business owner, I'm no longer chained in a country yeah. that I could really, that I could finally meet those people man like it's still i talk about it like it's still so it feels like a dream but well it's I, gonna feel surreal for a while dude like your self-esteem is gonna take a while to catch your confidence and self-esteem like your ego will take a while to catch up you know like yeah even when you get laid and stuff it takes you a while to feel like you're an actual player it wasn't until i had yeah. like my third threesome that i was like oh shit i'm a player now 
And it's like, bro, you've already had like threesomes, you idiot. But like, you know how it works. It takes your self-esteem and confidence a while to catch up. Yeah. So right now, like, it's, how can I say it? That idealization you have in your mind, it still feels like so far away. You remember how I said, like, I have, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. I guess I kind of realized that so long as you keep grinding, yes. going, it's, you're going to get there eventually. Me, yes. I guess I, AGF started getting paid projects a lot faster than I am because I... Stop that right now. Stop that right now. Okay, so in his first year of Good Looking Loser, Chris said that he made 50,000 US dollars. It's taken me about three years to get to that point. In his second year, he said he made like $150,000. Like, no, I'm nowhere near that. That's probably going to take me another three years. You can't compare yourself to other people, dude. Like, I, I, I did that for a long time, and it drove me insane, and I knew I shouldn't be doing it, but, I, you know, it was a habit. Like, you, you can't compare yourself to other people because you're always going to find someone who did it quicker than you or better than you or smarter than you or more efficiently than you. You won't be the best. You can't be the best. It's, it's almost luck at the start. Yeah. Like I really think at the at the start, there's a hell of a lot of luck to it. Now, where you will win is over the long term. You can catch up to everybody. I have no doubt I'm going to beat Chris. Like that's part of my mission. I want to beat Chris. I want a bigger audience than Chris. I want more articles. I already have more articles than him. I want more money. I want like a bigger dick. I want everything better than Chris. Like I'm not going to beat him on everything, but that's kind of like what I've said in my head. Like I want to at least aim for that and try and be better than that. You'll be able to catch up as well. You'll be able to catch up to AGF at some point might take you 20 years, but you'll catch up at some point. Like, but you can't compare right now. Like that's yeah. not, that's just going to drive you insane, dude. Cause you won't be better than him. You, you won't be, you've already established you're not better than him. And now you're using it to say that means I'm a failure or I'm not good enough. It's like, no, you're not. You're just, your journey is a little slower, but why does that even matter? Trust me when I say, by the time you get to a point where you have $10,000 a month, you're not going to care how long it took. You won't care. You won't. I don't care that it's taken me this long to get to as much money as I make right now. Like, I don't care. I don't care that it's taken me three years to be able to pay the bills from my coaching. I don't care. Like, I don't care that it took me four years to get to having threesomes and shit. I don't care how long that took. That was worth it. You really won't care when you get there. Here's the deadline I've set myself for that too. Even though I won't care, at least I want to be able to set a deadline for it. Fine, dead yeah. My deadliest deadline, and I remember you said this in AGF slug. You said that you could. That it's super piss easy to do it in five years, mm -hmm. and it, generally people can do it in two. Yeah, because you said five years, didn't you, to make ten thousand yeah. dollars a month? Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, that's guaranteed, bro. Like that's pretty much guaranteed if you just do a little bit every day and you don't quit. Like that's. I think everyone can get to ten thousand a month over Even five like years. I guess I still have a hard time believing because I'm in a developing country, but I'm really starting to see the trend of international the internationalization of yeah labor. But but, but so, like as long as you don't market yourself as from like a poor country, as long as you just like be like, hey, I'm not going to say your real name, but like as long as you say like, here's my real name, like you know, fucking, I'm just this. As long as you like act like you're just and don't say where you're from. If anyone asks, yeah. you can just say I'm traveling. You just say like, oh, I'm spending a bit of time here in this country right now. Just oh. literally say that. Don't say like, I live in this country. Don't market yourself as like, because you will get exploited, of course. Like you're, you're, yeah. you're trying to say that you're like the world. Market yourself as the person you, you're trying to be, right? The, the globe uh, traveling 
the digital nomad, just be that guy. Market yourself as that guy. Just be like, I'm the digital nomad. I'm just stuck in this country from lockdown. Because like in a year, you will be able to travel. In two years, you'll definitely be able to travel. You have more than enough money in two years to be traveling wherever you want and working from wherever you want on a fucking laptop. Like that's absolutely possible. And that's where I'm going, by the way. I'll add that in. I do plan on being like a digital nomad. So does Imogen, my girlfriend. So I think most guys like go towards that because it's very appealing to be able to just go wherever you want. Yeah. And you like, it's, you can find a lot of countries that's similar to like California, similar to Mm. New York for much cheaper in like different countries around the world now. Not like before where every, every other country was shit and the U S was the place to be. I I really see it. It started to shift like other countries now too. Mm. And although Andy, I talk about a lot about making money, it still circles back the, the reason why I'm still getting laid, I, I want to get laid on the background too, is because mm. I, I remember I mentioned it in the forums where I really want to be the guy that even though I get laid, I'd still be able to like add onto the lives of the girls too. Yeah. You yeah, remember we had that conversation, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So once I like have these casual relationships, I also want to ask them like, hey, oh, I guess one of the goals I have is like, hey, I want to ask them, like do you have an online business you have in mind like you want to run and maybe they might say oh no or maybe some of them would say maybe and some of them would say oh yes and maybe from there at least to help with retention and i also want to make some relationship like make some friendships along the way too that mm-hmm. would help. Is that maybe i could like, add value to them too mm-hmm. because it's also one way to like retain them so it's not so black and white for me yeah You'll find like, again, the further you get along in improving yourself, like the more goals you achieve, like the more confident you become and all that sort of stuff, it gets so much easier to help other people. Because the way I look at it is it's like a rubber band, right? Like nobody's going to be able to see this because they're listening to the audio, but you can see it on the webcam right now. If there's like a rubber band, let's say it's like this. If I pull the rubber band just a little bit and then let go, it will snap like with a tiny bit of force, right? If I pull the rubber band as high as I possibly can, you know, there's a lot of tension there. That That's a lot of force. And so if you can get yourself to this really high level, which is like stretching the rubber band really high, the person who's on the other end, the girl that you're talking to, like she's going to like feel that tension and get like yanked up to your level. It's like you have more force that you can pull people up to your level the higher you go, right? Like if I was fucking Bill Gates and I was trying to make someone rich, I could just be like, here's a million dollars, go start your dream business, right? Like that would that would take no effort for me if I had a hundred and something billion dollars or just even just being Bill Gates, I would have the influence to like help that person. I could just with a wave of my hand say like, oh yeah, I have friends that like know how to start a business or whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll book you in a lunch with one of them and you can learn from them, right? I'd have more like to give, more value to give, more passion, more knowledge, more experience, all of that sort of stuff. So you will find with girls you date, you will start, especially if you want to, you will start just naturally improving their lives without even meaning to. Like a girl might just be like, oh, I've always wanted to start art. And you're like, why don't you? And she'd be like, I don't know. I'm just nervous. And you'd be like, oh, like everyone's nervous at the start. You'll talk her through it. You'll have like a two-hour conversation. And then maybe you'll say like, you should draw right now. Yeah. Have you got an example? Yeah. No, no, no. I like. I strongly agree with what you're saying. This is something yeah, that I really want to do to girls too. This is why, like, 
back then, I the, going back to our first conversation, I said that I had a big resistance like getting late, even though deeply, yeah. you know, I want to, but all guys think getting late is very shallow. But that, this once you said that getting late, you could also help girls like that. Uh, yeah, I remember late. that conversation. You were you were convinced that like oh, it's super shallow. Like yeah, yeah. Now when I started to think that way. That's where it became easier. And that's one of the examples I want to do when I, when I like meet girls. And if we're going to be like after we fuck, after we, after, after we fuck, maybe I could have, the, have a small conversation. Hey, like, so I'm doing this. In fact, like, I, I have a date. Like, hopefully, like, my date doesn't flick later. But if I'm going to meet her later, I'm, I'm going to actually tell her that, hey, you know, I finished this website for a client. I've made, I've, Increase their sales by five percent. I've increased their. Uh, they're on the way. They're on the process of closing a two thousand dollar deal. Then I'm just going to wins, and I'm going to ask them like, "Hey, so what are you working on?" And mm-hmm. I guess like it's really exciting to hear it when it shares with you like one of her goals, or maybe mm-hmm. if she says that maybe it's challenging, like start, and then if you're going to be also going to be part of that journey, yes, I guess just like how AGF is helping me, how AGF. You train helped me too. So like, mm-hmm. oh, like, why don't you do that? And then maybe I could, they could start helping them. So now yeah. at least that's another justification I can, that's another just, not justification. It's another way of adding to their lives. Yeah. I guess it's also a way of practicing how you can add value to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's been my relationship with Imogen, right? Like from the moment I met her, it's like a, a, a series of like, oh, you have this goal. Okay, cool. I'll help you achieve that. And then she's achieved like something like 30 goals at this point, like really big goals. You know what I mean? Like losing weight, overcoming bulimia, you know, quitting her university degree, moving, starting an art business, quitting her job, like all that kind of stuff, like, like big goals, right? Proper goals. And that's incredibly rewarding, dude. Like you have no idea. And then there's been a bunch of girls that we've seen together or girls that I saw by myself. And, you know, you just give like little bit, like I've encouraged girls to go to counselors, girls who had like, you know, trauma from their childhood or whatever that they just never dealt with. <clears throat> and you just like keep encouraging them. It doesn't even take a lot of work. It's like every time you hang out with them, they just start to open up with you, open up to you a little more. You know, eventually you just say like, oh, you should like go talk to a counselor or something. And you know, eventually they do. Like you have no idea how much of an impact you can have just by your own life going in the direction that you want it to do to, to go. The 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 happier you are, the more you handle your own needs. In a way, the more selfish you can be, the more you can help other people. Like yeah. you're gonna find the same thing with girls that you're starting to find now. The more you get laid, the more you'll be able to help them. You'll find the same thing with money. Like the more money you make the more of an empathetic person you will be and the more you'll want to give back. So if anyone, I'm saying that just preemptively in case anyone ever says to you like, oh, making money is shallow because I know they say that about girls. If anyone ever says that to you, making money is shallow, it's like, no, it's not. By the time you get to a point where you make a lot of money, you will absolutely be doing the same stuff that AGF is doing to you right now. And I know you already talked about like you were coaching, like mentoring kind of one of your friends and you helped him get laid, right? Like yeah. you'll be doing a ton more about that. A ton more yeah. like that. I mean, talk about you know, that if you like, want to. Like I, yeah, I do yeah. want to hear that I, story. I was, I was about to segue to that too. Because ever since I had that blow job last year, when I really started to now, now to be my- clear, hey, to hey to, <laughs> someone's gonna <laughs> someone's gonna listen. <laughs> someone's gonna listen back to this. 
I said, you helped your friend get laid and lose his virginity. And then the very next thing you said was, yeah, when I had that blowjob. So to be clear, <laughs> your friend, you didn't get the blowjob from your friend. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, I know what you <laughs> You said it, not me. Every- so yeah, you yeah, got yeah. a blowjob from a female, a female. Yeah, from from a from a girl I met. Mm-hmm. So since I started getting laid again, when I really took myself seriously again after bumming so long, I met. I talked to this to my mate in Hong Kong. He was still a virgin at twenty five, mm-hmm. and he he told me that fuck. Like just a recap to whoever's listening. So. The context of this was I met, uh, I talked to my mate again after so long. He shared to me that, fuck, I, he, he told me that, fuck, I don't have any friends. I'm stuck in a Friday night again by myself. I can't yeah. take this. Anymore. And I asked him, like, are you serious about changing this? And he said, yes, I am finally serious now. After like fucking around with me for so long while I'm giving him free advice. And I told him, okay, like even during the COVID pandemic, I want you to talk to at least one person in the one stranger in the bar although he didn't do that he was able to talk to one of his one of the hottest co-workers who so happens to be in that area and i guess that was the moment as to like him finally starting to make friends starting to talk to girls because after that he he kept talking to me that hey i've been he shared some pictures hey i've went on a hike with these new people hey i've been on a dinner with these new people like shit like he doesn't have the same lockdown measures as we do do we have in the Mm -hmm. philippines and Mm -hmm. i guess part i guess partly i'm living vice vicariously through him because i used to a lot when i was in hong kong i was i used to go to a lot of dinners with strangers when i was in hong kong and i kept encouraging him like there are times where he went on a date that got that's gone to bust and he've come back to me and I gave him some advice and I told him, it's okay. Like, you're learning. Like, mm-hmm. even though this it blew you off, keep going. Until yeah, well, it's, it's, like, it's like a success. If you go on a date, even if you don't get laid, like, that's a fucking success, right? Like, yeah. you still did something. I, yeah. That's, some, that's also one of the things I've learned as I went through the self-improvement journey. Because I'm such a perfectionist. I, yeah. I, I've one where I said that, okay, failure is still a net positive compared to no action. Agree. So, as as we went on along from this one, August until September, October, November, December, he met this girl from China, like in Hong Kong. Uh, he was in Hong Kong. He met this girl in China uh, from China in Hong Kong, who's also cute. I consider her cute too. When she he shared to me her picture, and he told me that hey, like I think we're, we've got something going on, and I told her okay, good. I want you to kiss her. And he said, like, what the fuck? And he, because Wait, wait, wait. So what was his plan? And I understand, like, he's a virgin. He's nervous. Like, I get that. But, like, what was his plan? Just, like, like just never yeah, kiss her and, like, get laid by just never kissing her? Like, No, no. He wasn't even planning on getting laid. Let me okay, share okay. with you this. So you're, you're, like, ne- you're like, no, bro, I need you to get, like, you're just, like, forcing this. I love that. Yeah, I, I'm forcing this. Good. So... I guess I I thought there was always a perfect moment to kiss for the no. longest time. I thought the perfect moment to kiss. The perfect moment no- is like the first second that you realize you want to kiss her. That's the perfect moment. 
Yep. Like as soon as that thought is in your head, that's when you kiss her. Mm-hmm. Even if she's in the middle of talking, you just kiss her. Like I've, I've done that so many times. I can't tell you how many girls will love it. If she's right in the middle of a sentence and you kiss her, it's like the most romantic oh, really? shit ever. Yeah. She'd be like, holy shit. Like he's so into me that he couldn't even, he, he did something very impolite, right? He literally interrupted me by kissing me because he finds me so goddamn hot that he couldn't help it. Like that's incredibly really? flattering. Yeah. I think about it from a girl's point of view. That's going to be incredibly flattering. Damn. I might do that later. Yeah. I guess, okay. I'm just scared that they, they might cry rape, but okay, never I mean, mind. Don't, don't, hey, don't rape them in the middle of a sentence. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're talking so about going kissing, back- not rape. I, I'm never yeah, okay yeah. with rape. You can't be raping anyone. Okay? I'm going to say that on air. I don't want anyone to rape anyone. But you can yeah, kiss no, them. No, no raping. A little so bit of rape or to- no rape? <laughs> no, no. Okay, no rape. No rape. Good. No rape. So okay. I told him, like, hey, you, you need to kiss this girl. Yeah. Because he still has this, like, super conservative mindset where, like, where he just wants to, like, have a girlfriend, get married, a family. But I told him, hey, no. <laughs> I hate that guy, but you're setting yourself up to be in the friend zone. I told him, you need yeah. to kiss her. Because the first few times that you make you meet the girl is the only it, that small window is the only time you could tell her yeah because if you wait too long she's gonna think you're not into it right like she's gonna think oh yeah. we're just friends like he hasn't even made a move he mustn't like me she's not gonna yeah. wait forever mm-hmm. agree so i so that was after christmas told him you need to kiss her you need to find like okay you bring her to like a meal you see fireworks but yep, i want take to her somewhere romantic bro and make her move. Yep. And then once, uh, uh, once he came back to me, he told me that, okay, hey, bro, I did, I did that. And also, nice. didn't, I also didn't expect it, but I also fucked her. I was like, wait, what? How does that even, how do, <laughs> damn, damn, <laughs> that's boy. like zero to a hundred instantly. It's like, wait, had he kissed anyone at that point in time? No. Uh, okay. Uh, that's no. a pretty good way to lose your virginity bro like so i kissed this girl and then i accidentally fucked her so like that's how i lost my virginity yeah so right like i told him like actually before that i kept telling him that hey there's nothing wrong about like fucking a girl because i had this for the longest time also i had that kind of mindset too that fucking a girl's dirty like you're taking something away from her especially if she's a virgin it took quite a while no, I don't think my family even thinks the same as I do. But it took mm. me quite a while to like think that, hey, it's fucking her is something you do to, do with her, not to Yeah, her. you're doing it together. You're not like fucking using her or something. Now, it can yeah. be like that. If you just had sex with a girl and then said like, fuck off, I never want to talk to you again. Like, yeah, maybe maybe that is using her. I'd say that's using her. But like in the context of what we're talking about, which is like you have sex with a girl and then you see her again. Mm-hmm. you know like how would that that's never going to be using or even if you have yeah. sex and maybe you don't have the best time ever and you send her a really polite message saying like hey you know that was great but like i don't want to keep going like as long as you're honest like yeah you're doing something with but i get where that mindset I, comes from dude because i used to have the same mindset i was exactly the same i think most guys do at the start so i it took me quite a while to like dr- before that first kiss it was during like october September, October, November, I kept telling him like, hey, like even though I told, I shared with him some of my getting late moments, I told him, hey, it's not dirty. Girls yeah. find it flattering if you fuck mm-hmm. with him. 
because you find them attractive that you want to do that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I want you to get rid of that mindset. Now, I don't think it totally, he totally been that mindset yet, but I, I, I guess it's actually a step in the right direction once he told me that sure. he, he started fucking this girl. And like their boyfriend and girlfriend now. My think, man got laid. Yes, yeah, son. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. See, look at you. You're now, only like, like a mentor, top level mentor. You could charge like $500 an hour for that. <laughs> Actually, like no, nobody's a. I noticed that there's also no dating coach here in the Philippines. So maybe. No, shit, dude. Do you know how much of a market there is for like Asian dating coaches? And same with Indian. If there's any Indian dudes listening or Asian dudes listening that get laid a lot, like this would be a, a, an amazing way to make money. Just make the same sort of website I have and eventually start charging for coaching. Like there's so much of a market, dude. Like you know this as well as I do. Like there are so many Asian dudes who are like, I'm Asian, I can't get laid. And like you have unique cultural issues that like you want to talk through. Like your parents not understanding, you know, stuff like that. Like all the stuff you're talking about, like living in a country where you don't make a lot of money, how do you overcome that? Living somewhere where the girls are more conservative, how do you overcome that? Like you could make so much money from being an Asian dating coach. Like, holy fuck, man. I couldn't do it. Like no Asian dude would pay me because they'd be like, you're a fucking white dude. How the fuck are you going to know? Like it has, it would have to be an Asian dude or an Indian dude. Like you could be making so many mon- so much money, you or anyone else listening. You could be fucking rich, man. Like a multi-billionaire. Like a trillion. You could like yeah. overtake Elon Musk in like one year of just yeah. giving pussy advice to Asian dudes. Yeah, and you know, like there's a lot of Indians and a lot of Asians in high-paying jobs. So yeah, everyone, good point. Anyone's li- yeah, anyone who's listening, it's like a ripe market to take. It's something that I'm, I guess I'm not yet in the position to really confidently work through that, but yeah, maybe I could do that in the future. It's just that I really, really want, like, I guess my number one priority right now is online business and girls on the side. Yeah. And, you know, I've started, like, that was one of the proudest moments I had last year. At least I was able to still salvage 2020, even though it was such a shit year i'm so really proud that i helped him get laid despite yeah, me getting back into getting laid after one and a half years once i started getting my myself going i i hope that i could keep going mm-hmm. i like so i really don't see things as black and white online business and no girls or girls and no business i you, my style right now is online business and some girls yeah because I, yeah maybe like as I said in the start, it's more, uh, I'm not going to be happy if I'm not meeting any girls. And I think this, this can be said the same thing for guys too, for other guys too. Some of you are, you can't really let go of making money and going, going all in on girls. So this is one way that some guys handle it. It's not for everyone, but it was, it is for me right now. And yeah. Once I have more money, it's going to be so much easier. And I can't wait if I get two or three years down the line or five years down the line where I'm living exactly the lifestyle that someone like AGF is living, traveling a lot. Yeah, you travel. will. There's no reason you won't, dude. Like you yeah. will, if you just don't stop. Mm-hmm. Of course you will. Like, why would you not? It's like just a process so, <clears throat> of upgrading. Mm-hmm. Like upgrading how much to, you charge. I've started to think of this more like as a game too. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I like. I'm not sure if you know. Like, do you know this mobile game called Battle Cats? 
Or like actually just any mobile game in general. Yeah. Yeah. Mobile games have the you have this energy bar, right? Yeah. Every day you have this energy bar. And then you, there's some stages you can go through and then you can mm-hmm. upgrade your certain aspects of your character and such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've started to think of it like that too. Like I have a yeah. set amount of energy a day. I have I have certain amount of XP or money I could spend in a day. There's certain mm-hmm. attributes upgrade in a day and in certain yep. stages I go through in a day. So it's more like me, I'm going through my web design journey, like online business journey. I could go, I could start, I could play a stage where I could start outreaching to people for paid project. And then once I get like, if there's a chance I'm going to say yes, say no. Once I make, get some experience, uh, once I finish that project, I'm going to get some money or time or experience that I could spend on improving my web design skills maybe mm-hmm. my online marketing skills. And maybe I could also upgrade some getting laid or like some fitness attributes too. So I've started thinking yeah, of it. It's like you can get super nerdy about it and think that you're just like an RPG character. Like that's how I look at it. It's like you're just trying to like upgrade and get to the next level, like get more experience, grind. Like it's very much, life yeah. is a game, dude. Like life really is just a game. Like I in a good actually, way. Yeah, actually Scott, my dad actually shared me that a few years ago when I was in elementary school, when I was about to, when, it was a time where I was about to get addicted to like my PS2 games. I, I used to scoff at him for, uh, with that analogy, but now I guess I saw the wisdom in it and just thinking of life as a game, a game to upgrade your skills, your money, your, uh, your making money skills, your getting late skills and your fitness attributes. Yeah, man. I used to think, uh, sorry. No, you go. I used to think, I used to be super impatient. Like, I I guess this is something I've cultivated for quite a while. I was the, I was like, school was super easy for me. This is not to brag. It was super easy. That's why I was able to get things I want in class ASAP. But online business actually humbled me in a way that, it, it told me that you don't need to be the smartest person in the room. You're not going to know everything. And things are going to take a while. Yeah. And it, it, it's almost like the only thing that matters is that you're willing to do the work and that you don't quit. Like those are the yeah. only qualities that actually matter in terms of getting rich. I think it's just those two qualities. And you're right. Smart people don't necessarily have those qualities. Some of them do. Some of them don't. Intelligence doesn't really matter anywhere near as much. Like some of the richest people I know and the hardest working people, they're not the smartest. Like I can, yeah. I'm sure you can think of someone on my forums. I don't know if you'll think of the same person I am, but I'm, I have someone in my mind who's not the smartest dude, but holy fuck, is he the hardest working dude and he never quits. Like yeah. you don't need to be super smart. And it, running an online business is also akin to like practical experience. Because back at school, I was like super into like theoretical knowledge. And to a degree, I still am. I still mm-hmm. mentally masturbate quite often, <laughs> if I'm being honest, just not as much as I used to, especially in my web design journey, mm-hmm. on my online business journey. Mental but, masturbation is fine as long as you're also taking action at the same time. You can mental masturbate as long as you want, as long as you shut up and also do the work. Yeah. But what, like, how can I say this? When I started DMing people, my pro- like for me to do a paid project, it's so different from learning sales on like a book. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So actually, I DM'd one, two, uh, three business, three businesses so far. Two of them, one of them didn't respond to me. One of them said no. And for for a moment, it actually like I cringed so hard as to how I DM DM that business. Like I know I have a framework in my mind as to how to like DM people because of all the mental mental masturbation I did the past year. And I totally fucked that up. So yeah, like it how can I say this? It's more like you need to go through that journey yourself. Yeah. And I'm just through a book so that you at least know what you need to uh like how it's like what what you need to do, how you can calibrate the strategy to it. Mm-hmm. And and how can I say this? Right now, I'm still like fuck. I'm still like calibrating myself as to how to how to how to have how to have a system to get clients. And I know that it's nothing that I was uh, that they said no to me once. I, because I, I didn't go through like 30 or 100 people. It was just three. And I and one person said no to me and I like and it like decimated me for a while. I really need to make my skin thicker for that. Yeah, but that's something that'll just, you know, happen over time. Let's yeah. start wrapping up. Is there anything yeah. you want to shout out? Is there anyone you want to shout out? Is there anything you want to promote? Do you want to tell yeah, us all about out. your fucking your website? Do you have a website for your website design? Yeah, I do. Shout uh, it out, big well, boy. I'm not really comfortable shouting it out because it has my name on it. You pussy. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe next time. because people Okay, shout it. something out then. You got to shout something out. Okay, first one, shout out to Gravy Train. You are shout the out epi- to Gravy Train. You are the epitome of like... Take... Taking action, shut like you're the epitome of shut up and take action. And right now, when I met him, he was still making like I don't know like seven, five to seven k per month last last year, six months ago. Now, when I last talked to him, the last time I talked to him, he's closing like bigger clients for his home service yeah. business. He used to like close only small jobs here and there in like San Diego. Now he's closing. Homeowners associations, condos, and how he's making mm-hmm. like 25k or a month. Shit, so inspiring. And I'm glad yeah. I was able to be part of his journey as to automate part of his client acquisition process. Yeah, That's he's a the good first dude. one I'm gonna shout out. Now he is not in our in the chat group I'm in anymore, but I know he's crushing it. He is. Second person I shout out is AGF. You have no fucking idea how many times I visualize your lifestyle in my head when I feel very unmotivated and you have no idea. How much you've helped me out when I was suggesting as to how to make things faster. Hmm. And also like advice on how to close clients. I read his lifestyle. I can emulate his like uh, his money, and I could emulate his like level. It's five years. It just depends on how much time I can like devote motivated to work again. Maybe after the date I'm gonna have later. 
but shit, I can't wait if I can uh, go to China together and like talk to the suppliers together if we're going to be starting online businesses. But yeah, I every time I feel unmotivated or I feel like it's pretty hopeless, I just remember that, okay, he's gone through the same shit too. Yep. I can do it too. And don't forget, they've probably felt the same shit you have. I mean, I've felt hopeless a million times. That's like pretty much normal and part of the journey. Yeah. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And finally, shout out to Chris and Andy for like helping me change my mindset about getting laid. Conservative country <laughs> where getting laid yeah. is seen as shallow. Yeah. They've actually helped me. Like, I really believe getting laid is for men. Yeah, people for sure. think otherwise. Uh, a lot of people think otherwise, but getting for boys is for men, and girls want men. Mm-hmm. And also, they've like, especially Andy, you you taught that you've impacted a lot more guys with regards to this. You've actually framed getting laid in such a way that you're adding to the girl's life, not just something shallow. And mm-hmm. like, guys, if you Andy wrote a really nice article that says that about that's entitled "Get It How Getting Laid Makes You a Better Man." That mm-hmm. was such a good. That's such a good article, and I like. How can I say this? A lot of guys in my circle are not gonna think the same way because my circle is generally like church people, and they think of sex is dirty. But I like. How can I say this? You would be surprised as to how many couples here, uh, how many couples here are pretty much sex deprived. Mm. So I really, like, once I grow up, once I get older, I really want to like change that mindset, like getting ladies dirty, especially for a married couple. I guess it, uh, how can I say this? You got to really change your mindset about sex because it's one part of a healthy relationship. And people are always sweeping it under the rug. Helping guys change their lives. And I hope you keep doing that in like the next few months, years. Awesome, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. Huh. Like, that was such a big rant. Yeah, that was such a big rant when it comes to the conservative mindset. But yeah, I, I'm happy to be part of here. Happy to have you here. <laughs>